0: Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 a.m. I'm Tom Tool, she's Sarah Time, and she's Stacey Mitchell. And I think we have our biggest guest ever in the studio. You're laughing. We're serious. We talked about this. It's Luke Ackery, CEO of Reminder Media. Luke, thanks for coming on, my friend. We're pumped to
1: have you. Man, I'm excited to be here. And I. I feel honored being the biggest guest. I don't think that's probably true, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. I'm going to go with it and tell my wife this evening. It's either you or David Childers,
0: so you guys can, can duke it out from keeping current manners. I would say those are probably our, our top two. So, um, Luke, where, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you before we get into some of the topics here?
1: Yeah, most active place is check me out on Instagram, at Luke Would love to connect. It's A-C-R-E-E, and you can find me pretty much on every social channel there, except TikTok. I haven't taken the plunge, and I need to, but
2: I haven't.
0: <laughs> TikTok's a weird place, so take your time, would be my, my <laughs> advice. But uh, I certainly get that. So, again, Sarah, Stacey, and I, we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. And we are streaming live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Tom Tool Sales Group. So, ladies and Luke, we got a pretty interesting piece of news that came out from our favorite company, Zillow. We talk about Zillow literally every week. And they dropped a forecast yesterday. Uh, that they said their 2022 housing forecast is way off, and they are expecting home prices to spike 16% in 2022. Now, we're only 39 days into the year, so this is a pretty bold prediction here. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, what what do you, I mean? obviously the market's been hot. We get that. But what do you think long term? Is this going to hold true, or is this going to be another one of those headlines that people look at Zillow and be like, wow, you blew it again just like you did with the iBuyers? buyers. <laughs>
2: Um, I mean, I, I I'm not sure if it'll come out at at sixteen, but honestly, for what I've seen so far this year, I don't know that they're that far off. I mean, um, you know, prices have certainly been have been climbing, and they've been steady. I mean, it's i I think it's I think
3: they could be pretty pretty spot on. I have to agree, one hundred percent because what I'm seeing now out there in the market, Everything's at least 15, 16, 17% over asking price that's going. So that's going to drive up the comps. Um, So it's super, super competitive. And just the inventory is so incredibly low right now. Um, And we still have the enormous amount of buyers. And the threat of the interest rates uh, potentially elevating or going up uh, in the near future I don't hear any panic in the buyers right now. You know, they're not jumping in because of that fact. They're jumping in because they want to buy. So I I would have to agree with this assessment here that I think that it's it, I think it's going to be like last year. And
1: that's on top of what, 20% last year it grew?
0: 19%? We, we were seeing a bit. Ba- it was in that kind of range on, I mean, you know, some areas we saw 20, some we saw like 12
1: or 13. So it kind of yeah.
0: depends. But the, the point is nationally, yes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's on top of which... That's pretty bananas.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the real question I wonder is like, when do you price buyers out of the actual market? And a lot of this is driven by what I would call like supply mm-hmm. okay, and also issues that are happening. Um, so it's just for me, I go, wh- when do you actually price buyers out where they literally cannot afford? Because I have you know about 300 employees and I think of my employees and what they make and what they can afford and i go man it's some like to, to for your house value to go up 100k and have to then pay that and then now another 16% how can they afford that and that's the only thing that would maybe temper it down
0: well th- you bring up a good point because the 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 longer this is going on and we were talking about you know early 2020 when this really started to ramp up and, and really it was like may around here when you can actually go look at houses what i've seen and observed in the marketplace is that the buyers financials are looking lighter and lighter every time a home sells where it's like, wow, they're barely getting into this home. They're tapping 401k. They're mm-hmm. at a point where they're getting gift money from their parents. So you bring up a really good point. And, you know, I, I would actually, I don't know that this is going to keep up because at some point, I mean, real had that research that came out in in December that said about 25% of all the homeowners are ready to sell. 65% of them were going to do it in the winter. Now I ha- we haven't seen that yet. So either they were wrong, which could very well be the case, or, you mentioned supply chain. A lot of people are just taking longer to get homes on the market. I mean, I know we're all working on listings here. Just getting like a window contractor to show up, you're six, eight mm-hmm. weeks out. Mm-hmm. Getting supplies, you're, you're weeks out. So those, I, I, I'm i clear, are driving these issues as much as anything else. I don't know it's sustainable, to your point. And with rates going up, not only have the prices jumped, but now the payment's going up even faster than where, where prices have been. So. What are, you, what are you guys seeing with the buyer's finances? And it looks like you got something. Here I was going to say the
1: big thing, because obviously you guys know my business. I work with a ton of real estate mm-hmm. agents. So the biggest complaint I hear is my people want to sell, but they're terrified because they don't think they will have a place to buy Yes, once they sell. So I know you guys are hearing that probably more and living it more than I am. That's the real issue is that how do you actually get... These, how do you convince that person that wants to sell? Because there's tons of people that want to sell that they're making the right decision to really generate that inventory. And then obviously you can't catch up. Like right now, you, you're speaking of like the supply chain issues with the getting the actual supplies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of investing on the side that I do. We're doing eight flip properties down in Virginia right now. And it is insane trying to get even appliances, trying to get the contractors. And contractors, they are booked solid. So they don't even need your job yep. anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like all that coming together. I think what's going to temper this market is literally that people can't afford it and they don't have a choice. They literally are going to be driven to renting because they don't have a choice. And then rents are skyrocketing too. can could- Rents are going up <laughs> <Yeah>. even faster <laughs> than prices. Right. I mean, that, that, that's right. the
0: issue. Well, so what do you guys think I mean Sarah you're in an interesting position because you're going through this yourself not from yeah. the from the uh from the realtor side but from the client side and obviously I know you're working with a lot of people' states as well so why don't you talk about that because you want you're going through literally the same thing right now as of like Sunday
2: yeah yeah so and actually before I touch on that it's interesting um the comment that you just made there because that is absolutely something that I have quite a few people out there that yeah they want to list but they're like well I don't you know where am I going to go next? And then trying to you know educate them on the different options for for what that can look like in order to to have a good transition there. Because um, some of these people are also people that don't necessarily need to sell to buy, so they're um, they're kind of fine being like, well, I'll wait to put mine on until I I find the next the next piece. And you're going to find people on both sides of that. Then you have other people that do need to get their home up there, get it listed in order for them to have a shot at getting into the the buyer side and and putting those pieces together can be um can certainly be complicated. Um for myself on the buy side, it was it's interesting, you know, taking your own advice <laughs> and going out there and like, you know, as you're as you're looking at these these different homes and figuring out what makes the most sense and doing things like kind of expanding upon what you initially thought your search would look like and being open to to other options or being open to other projects or um, kind of being able to visualize the potential that a, that a place has if you're willing to put the work in and it may not be something that is is move in ready so um, and knowing where what is currently going on with the market where these predictions are going kind of looking at you know a snapshot of where you are right now and hey like this is worth putting, you know, going in this much over ask or putting this piece into place because we need to lock it down so that we have something to then move forward with.
0: Well, talk a little bit about your motivation behind the move, because I, to me, that is the most important thing right now, because I, I mean, I've know, but the listeners don't. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Because that's going to give sellers insight about who's going to be coming to their properties in this kind of incredible market.
2: Right. So my my husband and I live in um, in Philly were um and we have tomorrow she'll be 9 months old. We have yes. a wow. 9 month old daughter. So um very quickly the space got tight yeah. <laughs> and you know like everybody said it was going to happen and we knew it was going to happen and then you know now it's just like whew, you have to really maneuver through to 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 get anywhere and she's going to be she's starting to move around a bit. So um we it was like, all right, we've we've got to do this. You know, this isn't something where let's wait six months or a year. Like, it's we gotta we gotta get some more space.
0: Well, and there's probably a lot of people feeling like that. So, so Stacey, I know you're in the weeds here too. So, I mean, are, are you seeing the same thing? How how are buyers getting over the hump? Because the affordability thing is real, but uh, to your point, it's like, well, it's just going to be less affordable the longer we wait.
3: Right, and it comes down to motivation, as you said, Tom. It really is all about their motivation. Uh, what's what, why do they have to move, or why do they want to move? And you, those folks that are motivated, they will go out there and they'll do what it takes, you know, to get like like you, Sarah. You did what <laughs> you, you needed to do to get the house. Yep. And um, but it, it takes a lot of fortitude, you know. It's it's a gut punch every time you miss out on a deal, even for me as mm-hmm. their representation. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It hurts me, <laughs> yeah, uh, just the same. Um, but yeah, I think it, it just goes back to motivation. You have to find out why. And, uh, you know, those folks, they're the ones that you want to spend the time with because Mm -hmm. they're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm.
0: So to give some perspective on the inventory challenge, the pre-pandemic listing levels um, compared to where they are in January of 2022, there are 923,000 homes that were listed for sale on Zillow in January. That's down 40.5% from January 2020 and 19.5% from 21. Uh, Now, the flip side of that is, as we talk about price growth and and there are still opportunities in the marketplace, we've seen homes that have been on the market a little bit. We've seen homes that are taking longer to sell and there's still more homes that sold last year compared to 2020. So knowing that, I mean, is, is the game right now for buyers, like being connected with the right person, making sure they're moving fast on being like overly educated before they get in or, or how are we advising people to navigate through this? Because there's going to be people like you, Sarah, that like, I'm moving. Like this is happening, no matter what. It's just a matter of how do I get in? When do I find the right house? How do I navigate all this? And for the sellers, you know, a lot of a lot of times it's maybe they're they're taking a break from the market and maybe just kind of rethinking what they want to do, especially like those downsizers in that baby boomer generation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would oh, sorry, I would say, you know, being educated about what to expect out of the market is what is going to allow clients to go out there and have the smoothest process possible you know know that you have to act quickly that you um you know may not have the chance to to do certain inspections or to do certain things so maybe line up having a a contractor or somebody that you know that you trust come out with you at the time that you're looking at it um so that you get another set of eyeballs on it and can feel comfortable doing some of the things that you may need to do to to get out there what's what's also interesting is you know early on in the pandemic when we were first starting to see um, you know some of the uh, combination of inventory shortages with the increases in prices now at this time interest rates were going down but um, you know there was certainly talk out there from different people saying I'm I'm not gonna go in over ask or this is crazy or blah 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 you talk to those same people now who got in when they did with the interest rates that they had at the point where it was when they got in and I think most of them are pretty happy with their decision. so Again, going back to motivation, um, how badly do you want to be into that ne- that next place and then kind of looking at the big picture and not focusing so much on um, little things that could keep you from getting there.
1: That is mm-hmm. such a great point because um, I do a little bit of investing, like I mentioned, and the deals we were looking at last year mm-hmm. that we were like, mm, mm-hmm. there's maybe not enough money there. <laughs> yeah. we gotta be now capable. we're like, we're like, whoa, those, like oh, those are no. the smoking <laughs> deals now. And I think to myself, that should encourage people that look, the mindset is, and your, your point is so good. It's like if you have a longer term vision and you think past the initial year, Real estate goes up. Real estate is a great asset from an investment standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so a big selling point is how long are you going to be in your next place? Mm -hmm. Because it's really hard to lose, especially if you get a trusted advisor that knows the market, knows what they're doing. It's very hard to lose in the long term. And most of the time, you're going to come out way ahead.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that point right there. Um, The other thing, too, yeah, definitely for the buyers. We try to set them up for success by going over the entire buying process in full detail and talk about sensitive things like their personal financial situation. And it can be a little difficult at times, you know, because you really got to dig down deep and see what kind of money they're working with. Because how creative can you be with your offer writing then? Are you going to be able to, you know, add a certain amount of money to close certain appraisal gaps? That's like so common now. I mean, that's almost written into every offer at this point. Um, and about the inspections, how comfortable are they with waiving these inspections? Because ultimately, that's what most of the offers are getting. That we're back to that now. We kind of yeah, there the was like of, a little there was yeah, a little little reprieve, reprieve that you was, could get your yep. inspections. Yeah, yeah now it now it's like forget it. Nope, you're pretty much waiving everything. So you um, you know, you have to prepare the buyers and set expectations so that they know exactly what they're getting in in for. You know, going into this. Uh, type of buying market here but I think once they have their mindset and get back to that motivation um, you know they're willing to do it they're willing to do it because like you said it's it's all about getting into it now like they don't want to sit back I've had people regret now not taking the chance and getting that offer in because they were going to go $10,000 over ask which they would have gotten them the deal right now they would have if they would have purchased it last year (laughs) they'd be sitting on like 20 or 30 grand equity in their home at this point so yeah
2: right and I I think also like talking to them about um, where they really need to be at and what they need to be comfortable with with their monthly payment and focusing Mm -hmm. on that as you're looking at some of these you know doing estimated closings and and what it's gonna cost versus strictly looking at the number um for the the home sale like once you factor in your taxes you know because there could be some places where your taxes are lower and yeah. then if you factor that piece in and while the upfront front number might have been more than what they thought would be where they could be when you actually break it down if it if it makes sense and if it fits in and i'm not saying stretch beyond what you can pay by any means like you need to know that and you need to stick with that but um you know, making sure they see where the numbers come from and the different factors that can can go into it is, is definitely important.
0: The other thing to hit on here is that, you know, th- this prediction, Zillow predicted that home prices were going to fall by spring of 2021, which clearly <laughs> did not happen. So did CoreLogic, and these are two very reputable companies. Um, what we also know is that typically the people that are the, I don't want to say early adopter, but the, the consumer that acts quicker than the ones who wait like you're talking about you're seeing these smoking deals now, but they looked horrible Correct. or maybe a little thin. And, you know, same thing post-pandemic. Like think of like May 2020, June 2020. There was so many people afraid to get back on the market. Those people are, are thinking now, like, I got a deal. I just, I've just i seen 20%, 30% appreciation in less than 24 months. So you have to be well-informed. And the point is you got to do what's right for your situation. And, and that's what I always stress to the end users. Investing is a lot different. And yep. it's either like it's a yes or no based on numbers. When you're talking about what you're doing for your family, similar to what you did. I mean, I, I've moved in the past 24 months, too. And, you know, or is this going to be the right school district for my kids? Or right. is this going to be a house where I can live 20 years, to your point? Because there is a cost to moving. Mm-hmm. And I have seen people that move frequently. I mean, I've seen people that have moved like seven times in 10 years. You know how much money they spend on transaction costs? They could have bought a bigger home mm. early on and just right. stayed there and, and, and sucked it up. And that's what people don't get. So. It's it to me. It's way too early to tell what's going to happen this year because there's just not enough inventory yet. I mean, this is a supply and demand issue, and with the Fed saying they're going to increase rates two to four times between right. now and the end of the year, that's just going to jump up rates. And and look, rates jumped to 3.75, then they came back down to like 3.55. So there's always a little dancing that they, that mm-hmm. going that goes on there, and the market always reacts overly one way or the other. Inflation's also a real thing now too that people aren't mm-hmm. talking about. I mean, gas prices are ridiculous. Material costs. Crazy. People were making memes of... I can't get paper. Yeah, I, was about, I was going to talk about lumber. It's the same thing, I, I right? Yeah.
1: I literally... You would think, like, because obviously we print magazines and postcards and a bunch of stuff for our company. I literally cannot... Like, my wow. panic in my industry is I have every broker that I can possibly find trying to find paper for me. <laughs> it's crazy. Somebody's
0: got something going on here. I don't Somebody know. does. Anyway, we'll, we'll deal with that. But, yeah, paper's an
1: issue. I mean, lumber, there was wow. jokes that people were p- paying for houses no, in lumber. Yeah, I yes. mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's crazy. Um, what I think is interesting, and I, it's like, I, I don't know, but it's like how do you have interest rates so money's going to be more expensive to get, the value of money's going down because of inflation, so yep. your dollar's worth less, and you your pay is not rising at the increase of the housing market, if it's rising. It's like it's going to have to come to a halt just because of we. People can't move; like they mm-hmm. physically can't get that that house. So that's going to have to change, and then obviously it will course correct. I'm interested to see what happens six months from now. And to me, the,
0: the market up here it's always like, where are we at come July 4th? Like we are a very seasonal market in the Greater Philadelphia area, and that's kind of the cutoff. Everyone goes down the shore; you know, they 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 go barbecue. Everyone kind of chills out a little bit, schools out finally because school goes till June 18th. That to me is going to tell the tale of where we are right now. Because of course now people are all excited; rates are going up. I'm clear that when we get to March, April, May, there's going to be more inventory. We are back to a seasonal market, and, you know, New Jersey lifted the man mask mandate yesterday for schools, right? That's a big deal. So I think that's going to cause some people to come back to the market, too, that might have just been a little scared about what's going on. I mean, and, you know, we're not here yet in Pennsylvania, but New Jersey's 20 minutes from where we're sitting right now, so hopefully we, we see some of that. So I would say take this with a grain of salt, and you can always look at, like, a five-week period, and, of course, prices are going to spike. Where are we going to be at six months from now, and you know, again, Zillow predicted prices would have would have already gone down last year. I mean, they were way off base there. So, that that that's my view on this. You guys have any parting shots here before we take a quick break, or any advice for consumers that are out there?
2: Um, I mean, I think mine would just be that while we're not sure about this sixteen percent number, I wouldn't anticipate
3: some drastic drop. Yeah, <laughs> um- I, I think that's fair too. Yeah, that that's
0: that's absolutely correct.
3: Mm-hmm. I would just say, you know, base. Live in, in today, like, g- go with what's happening today. Don't try to speculate what's going to happen tomorrow or, you know, kick yourself for not getting that 2.75 interest rate. And don't say, don't think that, you know, oh, the housing market's going to crash. So I'm going to wait and get my deal then. Yep. Just live in the moment today and do what you need to do and get back to your motivation. Why do you want to move? And let's get it done.
0: That's the best advice I've heard in a long time. And it, it works for good or bad markets, up or down, no matter mm-hmm. what. So... What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we are going to talk about another interesting topic about buyer agent commissions declining. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line. Buying a home or already own one, we can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years,
4: now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings.
0: The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio, WWDB, 860 AM, I'm Tom Toole, she's Stacey Mitchell, she's Sarah Timon, and we have, Luke, I pronounced your last name wrong the first time, can yes. you correct me please, because I totally screwed that that's up. That's okay,
1: it's Acree. Acree. Don't okay. worry, I've heard it all, so I'm not, I'm not My offended. last name's
0: Toole, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I got you <laughs> beat, but uh, we got Luke Acree here, CEO of Reminder Media, very excited to have you on, my friend. So uh, the next thing we wanted to talk about, a little more real estate specific, and this, this dropped on Inman today, and this has definitely been a story before this story came out on Inman News. Um, and it's by uh, Jim Dalrymple. He's a regular columnist on the site. And it's basically about buyer agent commissions falling to the lowest point since 2017. And we're talking about roughly about a tenth to actually a twelve hundredth of a point decrease since that time. And that's according to Redfin's analysis of MLS home sale records. So... What do we think about all this? Is this going to be a trend that continues? Is this something that's uh, an an effect of the market that we're in right now because it's so incredible when homes are selling quickly? I think there's a lot to unpack here, so what do you guys think?
3: Well, I think it's uh, the market that we're in today, actually. Um, That's my opinion. I think that um, you can... Basically, the thought is that homes will just sell themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys have seen some memes. It's like, um, when was the roof installed? Oh, does it matter? You know, like the house is going to sell. How come there's no pictures on the MLS? (laughs) Um, We're going under contract today. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that um, the importance for the buyer's agent commission is is placed at a high range right at this point. I think that um, sellers and listing agents, I have a pretty clear understanding that homes are going to sell because of the inventory shortage. Um, So I think, and also there's been an influx of discount brokerages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that really drives it down also. But buyers agents are extremely, extremely valuable. And you have to know if you're representing buyers, you have to know your value and you have to convey that to them. Because we do bring a lot to the table here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we're like expert negotiators. Um, well, think so.
1: about it. Literally, in the segment we just came from, mm-hmm. it's just a crazy market to try to get an offer accepted. Yes. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who can write an offer mm-hmm. and be able to deal with that sophistication of what's happening and guide you. Because if I was told with Go uh, Inspection, Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What? Are you nuts?" Yeah, with going, <laughs> in this but you need someone who knows that market and knows literally what's happening, what you need to do, and has that. You know, it's kind of like the example I always give. It's like I can go up Mount Everest by myself. Mm-hmm. There's all the tools available to do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go up Mount Everest by myself without a guide. You want someone mm-hmm. who's been up Mount Everest, who's done yes. it multiple times. That's the that's the classic example, and so that's really what a buyer's agent can bring to the table.
3: That's very well said.
0: I'll take it one step further, and then, Sarah, I want to get your thoughts, because I know you've been kind of on both sides of this, is that a lot of buyer agents, they, they're just not prepped. They mm. just think, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the appointment, show up, they'll buy the house. So they're kind of inviting that, and, and they don't value themselves, to your point. They don't have a lot of training. They don't know what they're doing. And these homes, sometimes there's a buyer that's going to buy the home no matter who they talk to. Like, they could talk to Sarah or Stacey or me. It wouldn't matter which one. And they're going to buy that house and drive that deal home no matter what happens. The The flip side is, when you look at these competitive situations to your point Luke, I mean, you're seeing offer packages come in that are missing financial statements, that are missing like the right boxes checked for mortgage contingencies. And this mm-hmm. may sound mm-hmm. like not a big deal until you're in that situation and your agent missed the mortgage contingency and then you get declined for the mortgage and have a $50,000 deposit or they're sending like screenshots of bank statements with nobody's name on there saying, "Hey, here's my proof of funds." Like this mm-hmm. this is real life. This is what happens and the people that do that, I think they kind of invite that on, on themselves. So part of it's a self-inflicted wound for the realtors that don't prep and take this seriously. And that, that that's one of my observations. What, what do you think, Sarah? I know you're in the...
2: I think that that certainly is a piece of it. I think one other part is um, depending when the the listing agent goes out and gets the listing, depending on what total commission they charge, if they may be... Um, you know did a little negotiations there and actually took the listing for a little bit less there's less of a pie to split
0: sure um so
2: i think that is a factor now i think most or many listing agents are able to you know show their value show their worth in those appointments and um you know we've talked many times about for sale by owner versus using a a good uh, listing agent and that you're gonna walk away with more money typically Um, than you would by not paying any commissions and and doing it yourself. So, but certainly in this seller's market, you know, this, these eight, um, the, the seller could be interviewing multiple different agents and could kind of negotiate there and and get the price down a little bit. So I think that that could be um, a little bit of a factor of it.
0: Well, I'll go one Mm -hmm. step further. Uh, And there's, there's a, there's something I heard through uh, one of my coaches, which is the top. Uh, CEOs of all the Fortune 500 companies, they focus on three rules. Focus on bringing in more revenue, never compete on price, and don't deviate from one and two. Mm-hmm. So what these agents do is they don't have the skill set. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the presentation to go win a listing based on merit or skill. And they say, you know what, I'll just I'll drop the fee to X because we can't talk about commissions here. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the market pays for it. So I, I actually totally agree with what you're saying there because some of these people, just like the agent that shows up and – takes the call or gets the inbound lead and just happens to be that person's ready to buy th- that can be a factor here the, the other stat you mentioned sarah you talked about for sale by owners i want to give everyone some numbers here to consider the typical fisbo home according to the 2021 national association of realtors profile of buyers and sellers sold for 260 compared to 318000 with agent-assisted home sales. Wow. That's right. And and the bright MLS study that came out last year along the eastern seaboard, so think like Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, parts of Jersey, homes not listed on the MLS sold for 17% less. It's 16.94 to be exact. So that really demonstrates that now some agents don't do anything. They have that three-point plan where they put the sign up, they put it on the Internet, and they wait for the realtors to show up. That's obviously not what we're talking about here. So I, I do agree with you. That has as much to do with it as anything else, that people are competing on price and they're just taking whatever comes in. So do you think this continues? Let's say we get through this market cycle, whether it's now or it's 2026, which is what a lot of people are predicting. And let's say the market changes a little bit and we go back to like the 08 to 2012 market, which was like gutting it out, hand-to-hand combat to get home sold, <laughs> very difficult. Do you see this going the other way anytime soon?
3: I definitely would think it's going to go the other way because there's going to be that value coming back that not just every, you know, the, the home, the buyer is not just going to reach out to any agent and they're just going to buy the home. I think they're, you're going to need the skill set. We're going to get back to that, um, where the professionalism and you're going to have to know how to navigate. What is the marketing plan? You know, we have a tremendous marketing plan. And I think that's going to be vital um, because that three-point plan is not going to be so effective when and if the market changes like that. You're, you're going to have to go a little bit further, and you're actually going to have to reach out to buyers mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the buyers to come to you. So I think there will be some change, um, and I think uh, it's, it's going to be a welcoming change um, because then there will be that common, you know, the value of the agents will will sure. be back in the forefront mm-hmm. but to Tom's point when he was talking about <laughs> some of the uh, <laughs> the offers that you could get coming in I, I had an offer come in and there was the buyer wasn't even pre-approved so that's the kind of thing that you deal with with mm. um, you know when there's not uh, a whole lot of that's unbelievable yeah. I think
1: I mean I think you're going to constantly it what's gonna solve it I hate to say it this way but I think it's the truth is like you think of 2008 in that time frame a lot of agents got out of the business because they couldn't make it yes. or They literally mm-hmm. couldn't. So, I mean, there was probably good agent that got out too, but a lot of bad agents, which obviously raises the quality yes. of who's in the industry. The, a little bit of the problem you're going to have is you have a ton of people jumping into real estate that are not prepared, not trained. Mm-hmm. So they naturally bring down the value. The people who are going to still get the appropriate commissions are the teams that are prepared, the teams that are entering in with an actual marketing plan. But it's going to have to take getting some of the, I hate to say the Bad agents out, but getting some of the bad agents for it to course correct. Uh,
0: well, I mean, that, that's any industry though. I, yeah. I mean, you could say that about attorneys or accountants and, and all. So I, I totally agree there. You said something even more interesting. You said the teams.
1: You didn't say the agents, you said the yeah. teams. So tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a teams world, as they say. I think what's happening in real estate is I call it kind of the corporatization is real estate is realizing you can't act as an independent contractor anymore. You have to act as a business because the businesses are going to win. And the business, what do they bring to the table for the client? They bring to the table convenience. They bring for the table trust. They bring to the table all these different, like almost like the client experience where when you're just a single agent and you're not part of a team, it doesn't mean you can't make it. There's so many great single agree, agents. Agree there, 100%. doesn't mean you can't. But the majority now, what I come to expect when I work with a business, is i come to expect that you have an actual business like you have somebody i can call and talk to you actually have professional like marketing professional things that i can see that i can touch and feel amazon has really changed the mindset of the consumer we want convenience we want quality we want it right now i shouldn't say quality with amazon but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes. Yeah, sometimes but i think if if you as an agent are not shifting to realize that you must have an actual Business that's coming to the table, you're going to be hard pressed to survive in the next uh, decade.
3: It's the value added, you know, that added value that that brings to the consumer. It's the systems. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Yep. yep.
0: Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was in a I was in a room with Steve Murray a couple uh, months ago who uh, he works at Real Trends and they like grade yep. all the teams out and everything else and they talk about these. Teams that are actually like selling, right? Like they're selling the business, which is unheard of in real estate. Usually, like somebody dies and they get out of the business, and, and they I, get a referral fee. I, or yeah, something. Yeah, and they get, they get like referral fees for yeah. like three years. Or and when I say someone dies, I literally mean someone dies and someone takes oh. over their business. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: well that happens too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen,
0: I've been, you know, I've been doing this a long time. My dad's been around it a long time. But there's yeah. that, or they, to your point, they do like the referral fee. Yeah. Or they just like they just retire and the business goes away and all that goodwill yeah. and everything they they did over those years. It's just gone. And what Steve Murray said is that if you don't have processes and systems exactly. in your business, it doesn't matter. You could be the number one producer in the world. Yep. I mean, you could be doing billions of dollars literally in sales. But if you don't have systems and processes in your business, to your point, it's not worth anything to people. Yep. You can't be the rainmaker and expect it all to come through that way because they know Luke. Correct. Exactly. And you see this is why all
1: the money is poured into real estate right now. And you have all this money coming in and all because corporate America is looking and going, oh, wait a second. This single agent doesn't have systems. They're not making their calls. Mm -hmm. They're not actually having a software system to walk their client through. We could take advantage of this, and that's why they're coming in. Like, they're coming in now. I think they're overplaying their hand. They think they can do it better. They can't. Uh, But at the end of the day, that's what's happening.
0: I mean, we're seeing it, right? I mean, you look at what happened last year with with Zillow, and there—I mean, they thought they could do that better mm-hmm. than people, and then they ended up taking a huge loss. Now yep. they'll probably be fine. They've got a, you know huge. Well, they have cap so much and, money. Yeah, a, and they, uh-huh. they're insulated yeah, they, yeah. to make mistakes. So, you know, with this topic here, I mean, are, are buyer agents under attack because you mentioned you know corporations and businesses coming in. I mean, I'm clear there's some businesses out there that want to eliminate the buyer agent altogether. Are you guys seeing the same thing, and and or do we see this surviving at a local level? Because this is a hot topic right now.
2: I think it's going to survive at a at a local level. I mean, I think that you know transactions will get real messy real fast if there very isn't true. representation yeah. yes. on both sides. So, um, you know, there certainly could be some people out there that want to push for that or, or whatnot, but I don't I don't think that's sustainable. Um, I think there is very real value in the buyer's agent, and that mm-hmm. um, that that is going to be here to stay.
1: I would 100% agree, and I would say the reason why is because relationships are the currency of business, and trust is what you look for the most. When you go and you try to invest your money, when you go and purchase something big, you're looking for someone who you trust that can guide you, and if you think about it, I'm not sure how often the average person moves. Maybe it's seven, 10 years, I think is some of the I think it moved I up read. to 11, but that's 11. been in the
0: range. Yeah, it was seven a couple years ago. Right,
1: so it's the biggest transaction of most people's lives done every 11 years. Who wants to do that on their own? Who wants to do that in a like plug-and-play, like a TurboTax type mentality? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I, I don't want to file my taxes barely on TurboTax, and right. I use an accountant. But the point being is, like, it's it's <laughs> smart, very, smart, right? It's very like it's it's a stressful situation. So I think relationships, I mean, business is built on relationships, and that's trust, and that's why the agent's not going to go away. That's why the buyer's agent's not going to go away because that's the figure of trust right there.
0: Yep. Well, and how many times do we run into a consumer that says, hey, I've been working with an agent from Dix Count brokerage and you can mm-hmm. hit, put, insert whatever one you want or someone that didn't know what they, and they're unhappy and they're coming actually like doing some research looking at reviews. I mean, you know agents don't, just don't have enough reviews right now. Zillow's buried them. They're not putting anything on Google. Obviously we are. that's, that's something we've done as an initiative. How many times do you guys see that on the I know I've seen it a ton. I mean my whole career is built on expired listings, which is like the definition of that, but what, what are you two seeing now? in the weeds in 2022 and then the other thing to think about is every 11 years what was the world like in 2011 what was it like in 2000 and 2000 i mean very different so things have changed a lot you can't
2: just be like well i've done this before so i know Mm -hmm. what i'm doing um because unless if you are you know doing this very regularly things things absolutely change um and it's easy to i think kind of like Google something and be like, okay, I think I know what's going on here. And then not really get down to the details and be able to boil it down to what's gonna be the most effective and what's gonna be the best use of your time. Um, it's also, it's a very emotional process to go through. So having somebody that can kind of walk you through it and help you see you know, what good choices um, can look like and just kind of map it out for you is,
3: is very beneficial. Yeah, it is a very personal experience. And real estate is local. So you do want somebody that you trust, and that's the whole thing, relationships and trust. Um, and I, there's so much value in that. I mean, you're, you're going to have your folks that, you know, no matter what, they're going to go to, you know, discount brand A. Sure. Um, you're going to have that. But for the most part, pe- people who are really making that big life investment, they're going to want to be able to work with somebody that they can trust.
1: Correct. And if you think about it in terms of dollars, like— what are you gonna say? Twenty grand? Right. Twenty grand mm-hmm. for the one of the biggest decisions of your life. It's mm-hmm. insane, right? Yeah. If you if you frame it up in terms of that. And it's like, you know, when you think about it in terms of like the biggest decision of your life, you go, No, this is worth paying for the quality.
2: Uh, right. And I think that sometimes people have to maybe go through a bad experience to it's like it's like anything else. You have to like be like, All right, I'm gonna try it this way and then, you know, you're like, Oh wow, that that wasn't great. It would correct. have been worth mm-hmm. like paying the extra or, um, you know, having having everything go through smoothly or even like down to seeing what the full price is going to be up front versus maybe thinking that you're getting some great deal or you're you're going into one of these discount um, mentalities. But then it's not all up front. So then as you start accumulating the other costs and you start realizing there's a lot of extra things that you have to do on your own. Um, yep. It might not be worth it. It's
1: mm-hmm. why the cliche "you get what you pay for" is yeah. real. <laughs> yes, it's all yeah. all stereotypes, all cliches come from, come from something. Yes, yeah, right. Well,
0: well, think about like hiring the cheapest contractor. That always oh, works yeah. out horribly for right. everyone involved. I tried okay. it; right. didn't work. I've, right. I've done it too. I, you know, I mean, it's it, and it's just a disaster. And you get the reg- the one you should, probably should hire in the first place, yeah. and everything's mm-hmm. done, and you're like, "Wow, yeah. this is nice." And I think that's a great example.
2: Yeah, and these, yeah, and, and like everybody's been saying, this is for the largest investment that Correct. most people are making. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been flying regularly recently but like and maybe it's gotten better but i mean i've definitely booked flights before on airlines where like oh this flight is so cheap and then you like you tack on all these extra things and you're like yes i do want to like breathe on the flight so i guess i have to like pay extra for air and like you know like it's then you come back around again and you're like you know maybe i'll just go with a good airline (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's just for a flight so Yeah. yeah yeah
0: Great example. So, and, and, you know, kind of leaving this here, I do envision this goes the other way a little bit. We're just in an incredible market right now where people always tend to do these things. And I've also seen on the other side, we've had listings where they're using one of these discount brokers and they're doing something that they didn't need to do to get the house. And they actually cost themselves money without even realizing, but they think they saved on the cost instead of what's the Mm -hmm. bottom line look like. And that's, that's often the mentality that a lot of folks need to be aware of. So, Um, And if you're thinking about getting into real estate and you want to be trained, like we're talking about training Stacey and Sarah here and how we've done it with them, check out our real estate scholarship program. It's realestatescholarshipprogram.com. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk all about Reminder Media. we got their CEO, Luke, in here. Best guest, cage fight with David Childers on this. (laughs) We'll be back. It's Tool Time, Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline.
4: When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Buying a home or
0: already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliance's Insurance Agency.
4: If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com.
0: Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX at 610-692-6976 or visit our website tomtool.com to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, all right, all right. We are back for the final segment of Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. And, again, the show is streaming live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. We've got Sarah Timon and Stacey Mitchell from our team here. And, again, we are the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. But we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about Reminder Media. We've got Luke, their CEO, in the house. Thank you again for coming on. This has been an awesome show. And Luke, how does everyone get in touch with you? And then why don't you start just telling us the story about your company and and how
1: you yeah. got to where you are and what you guys do? Yeah, love it. So everybody can connect with me on socials. Probably the best way you can find me at Luke Acre. You can find my company at Reminder Media, um, and then of course ReminderMedia.com if you want to check out what we do. Um, so I'll try not to bore everybody with the story. So I grew <laughs> up. I grew up in a family of eight kids. Something wow. unique about wow. me, right? My dad's a pastor. I was homeschooled all the way to college and in college, um, so I thought it was gonna be a rock star, I thought it was gonna be a musician, so a lot of kids, <laughs> they think they're gonna do one thing and then they end up doing another. So my mom actually had told me I'm not super cut out for school and I should go, she homeschooled me so she should know and I wasn't a great student. Mm-hmm. So go to community college, get a c- certificate in computers. So I went and I went to the local community college in Virginia, got a certificate in computers, figured out I liked computers, ended up transferring to a four year degree Did a degree in computer science. In college, I started uh, my first business, Nextmark Design, which was a design agency doing websites, doing that type of stuff, selling some graphics. At that time, my uncle and partner in crime in the business today, Steve, he was doing reminder media. And he was in the print world, and he was doing that. And he started mentoring me, talking to me. And he reached a a common phase for business owners, which is everybody knows the roller coaster. You get to a place of, (laughs) of burnout. And you get to a place where like, I don't know if I can go on. And he reached that place about 11 years ago, and he just convinced me. He's like, hey, man, why don't we join up together and join forces? And about 11 years ago, joined up with him, and I always tell people, man, God's blessed us. It's been an amazing ride. We've grown it to about 300 employees. Uh, What it is, in essence, if people are wondering what is Reminder Media, what, what do we do? We are a marketing company. And our main, I mentioned currency is the, you know, our relationships are the currency of business. Our main value proposition is everybody knows they have to nurture their relationships. You have to keep in touch. Just like your spouse, you have to go on dates with your spouse or you're going to have a terrible marriage, right? You have to nurture Mm -hmm. your clients, have to nurture your relationships. We want to step in and help give you the highest quality touch points, automate it for you so you don't have to do it yourself. But most importantly... We're not just a print company or you know, a Chotsky company or something like that. Mm-hmm. We want to give you proven strategies. How many times should you actually send somebody something to get them to remember you? What should you send them to cause people to actually become raving fans? That's really been our focus. It's been unbelievable. A lot of ups and downs I could share, but it's been an amazing journey so far. Well, and that that's really the
0: backbone of the real estate business. So many people forget to nurture their clients. I mean, it's like 72% of... Uh, consumers something like this. They said they use their agent again, but only like twelve percent keep in touch. I yeah, mean These th- are rough numbers, like but they're 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 accurate. So um I, I think it's an amazing journey in the fact that you were able to you know find someone that you trust and and kind of a family business. I mean, I, yep. I certainly am familiar with that. So, you know, for someone that wants to get in touch with your company, like where do you start? You're talking about yep. like postcards. I know you guys do some magazines. Yep, magazines. Yep. you got a killer podcast, which I want to get into too, but, Someone that wants to reach out to you, what what questions should they be asking themselves, yep. and like, who's your ideal client that you're looking for?
1: Yep. So, ideal client tends to be service-based professionals. So, we work in 140 different industries. Main industries are real estate, financial advisors, insurance agents. If you if you think about your business, you go, my main business comes from referrals and comes from repeat transactions, nurturing relationships. We would be an ideal marketing company for you. Because we want to help you really come in and go, okay, how many times should you touch that client a year? You know, and we have found, you know, just give some numbers for people so they can apply this, is we have found about 26 touch points a year. Keeps you top of mind. You can't almost do too many. I have a client that does about 6 million. Dollars make six million dollars a year. Does two hundred plus touch points a year for their clients. Now that's a little bit out there and extreme, but it shows you it's very hard to do too many. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely do too little. So about twenty six touch points a year is where we try to try to set up for people and get them started on this touch point campaign. I would encourage people to think through this when you think about your business. Is I call it the FIT acronym, and what I was trying to do when I created this acronym is trying to go okay. We've been at this for over a decade. We've worked with 100,000 clients, 140 different industries, hundreds of millions of pieces of mail, millions of people email, our emails. What is it that works in marketing? And we boiled it down to fit. Fit makes it memorable. So if your marketing's out of shape for your business, it's not getting you deals. You got to get it in shape. It's frequency, impact and trust. And the key really that we're trying to set up for you is we want to make sure that you have the right frequency Where you're touching your clients frequently enough so they don't forget you, but frequency we chose specifically because it has two meanings. You think of frequency kind of like a radio show. Mm -hmm. You guys are tuning in right now to this radio show. It's a frequency on the radio station. Some people like country music. Some people like hip-hop music. You've got to go to the frequency that you like to get the music you want. Your clients are the same way. Don't communicate with them the way you want to. Communicate the, the way they want to be communicated with. So it's a bunch of different frequencies. So that's you know maybe email. It's maybe phone calls. It's maybe print. It's maybe text messages, social. So we give you frequency. We give you all these different mediums. We give you impact because that's really focused on personalization in your marketing and quality. And then ultimately it's trust. What I love about things like this show is you're putting out trust because you're giving people education. Education is one of the best ways to build trust. So we give people educational content that they can send out. We give them fun content that they can send out. I always call it the three E's, entertainment, education, endearment. That's kind of where we circle our content. So our goal is if you're a service-based professional, we want to set you up with marketing campaigns that hit frequency, impact with your clients, ultimately brand you as the person of trust. That's when they're going to use you. And we do that through a myriad of different ways and mediums. And our goal is to be the marketing coach for you so you don't have to spend any time doing it.
0: Well, so for you guys here, I mean, obviously we have, we, we're, we're set up a little differently, but like how valuable is it to have some sort of automated marketing in your business? Because that's exactly what they're talking about. Most agents, they don't know anything about marketing. All they know how to do is I'm going to go meet someone and give an appointment and you know they don't understand how to acquire clients. So as agents in the field, I mean, obviously my, my, my opinion is a little jaded, but what, what are you two thinking here and what questions do you have for Luke about this?
3: Well, I think marketing is just invaluable for most businesses. I mean, you don't, you have to have marketing. Um, And I just recently became a client of Reminder Media. So I'm super super excited. This is our case study right here, live (laughs) on the air, ladies and gentlemen. So my first mailers go out in March, I believe. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm super excited to see the results. But it was something I've been wanting to do anyway for a while, um, knowing the value in marketing. Uh, so for me, it was just a matter of finding the extra time, yep. as we talked about, <laughs> to get together my information so that you and your company could do the marketing for me. Love that. So, yeah. So I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think having, you know, if you're you're busy, there's a lot on your plate. There's a lot that you need to get done. Having stuff, um, if we know that you need 26 touches a year or You know, you can, at the end of the day, know there's all these different things that you could do to improve and nurture your people. But having something automatically set up to do it is probably the only way that you're actually going to be able to hit all of those points for as many people as you need to. Because there's, you know, there's some that you could certainly do each one yourself. But to hit everybody and to keep everybody in the loop, people would fall through the cracks.
0: I think that says it right there. So you you talked about educational content. You also got a killer podcast. I think there's 323 episodes on it right now. That's crazy. Yeah. So most people don't get to like episode 10. So why don't you talk about some of the guests you've had on? I mean, I've been, that's how we started to connect here a little bit. I think I know half your roster at at this point of people that you've had on, (laughs) but how do you stay consistent with that? And what do you do to like, what kind of content are you putting out there? What kind of educational information are you putting out there? Because obviously that's something you're big on, we're big on yep. it here, and I, I don't think people do that enough, and it, it's a lot of work doing yeah, that every it really week. really is.
1: I think most podcasts, they call it pod fade, right? They, they fade yeah. 10, 10 episodes in. Ours was really this idea that, you know, we worked we were working with like 35,000 real estate agents um, the year we decided to do it, and we were realizing that, man, agents, we're, were we're trying to help them, we're giving them all these products, but they're not using it Correct. And they're not. And we're like, what if we gave them more education Mm -hmm. and brought in people from the outside world to verify what we're saying? Because sometimes you don't trust the people that you're closest to. You need an outside person to talk to you. So we started the podcast. The goal was to bring in the best in the industry, hence why we got Tom Tool. I was up with a later guest what <laughs> happened. So it wasn't we started running down yeah, on the roster. Yeah, they were getting low on their priorities. So, so we, the the main purpose of the podcast is we want to give a podcast that gives you the best sales and marketing strategies to build a scalable and repeatable business. And the key for us was we want to you know focus on principles, too. But we really want to boil each podcast down to an action item, something that you can literally take away, implement in your business tomorrow to change the game. And it's been amazing. I I can't believe how big it's gotten. It's been so fun. Some days it's it's taxing because it's a lot. When you're you guys know this from doing the radio show, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much time I'm spending on this podcast. A lot, lot of prep. People don't get yeah. that.
0: They think you just jump on and start talking. But I mean, you know, you have to you have to do have your format. Research. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So it's been it's been an amazing ride. Um our goal, it's called stay paid. Our goal is we want to give you tangible marketing tips that you can take away that help you grow your business. We want to bring in actual practitioners best in the industry, so we bring in really bright people from the insurance space, from the financial space, from the real estate space, and then we bring in top coaches like Tom Ferry that Mm -hmm. has has been on the show, and we try to really pick their brain and go, hey, what are some of the marketing strategies that have really helped you grow? And we try to give all that stuff away. And what I have found is if you give away all your stuff for free, you end up getting it tenfold, because our business has continued to grow, and then relationships like this develop. It's just been an amazing journey doing it.
0: Well, the thing about giving everything away for free, too, is that, unfortunately, very, a very small yeah. percentage of the people that listen are actually going to do it. And Correct. a lot of people already know what to do. It's just a matter of taking action. So when you have that kind of fixed mindset that you don't want to share what you're doing, it, it never works out. You've got to be focused on other people. So I, so I love that. So we got four minutes here. What else should people know about your company? What do you, yeah. what do you want to know about you, Luke? I mean, I know you got a beautiful wife, a daughter, no, all that stuff. Yeah, so. I,
1: I- Have a one-year-old. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's changed the game Ah. for me. Yeah. Here's what I would tell people is that um, you said take action, right? I'm very passionate about it. It That's actually printed on my shirt. It is the slogan. (laughs) Show it to the camera here. Make sure they see. It is the (laughs) slogan of our podcast. And what I have found is that the stats are horrendous in every industry of the failure rate. With mm-hmm. Like in, in financial services, it's 90%. You know, in real estate, it's like 87%. Within a few years of being in the industry, why do people fail? It's not because they don't know what to do. It's because they don't do it. And when you think about why they don't do it, it's because it starts in the mindset. And what I would tell people all the time, and this is what gets me going and excited, is that I don't, I don't want to just be a marketing company. Mm-hmm. Actually, the mission and vision of our company, our vision is to empower entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom. Like our vision is to help people have freedom in their lives. Our mission, how we do that is to tactically help you close more deals and retain the business you have. But I always want to encourage people that, look, it starts in the mindset. And if you're a student of Tony Robbins, you know, hey, what do you need to do to be successful? You need to have focus, take massive action, and then apply consistency. And if you have focus, massive action, and apply, apply consistency, you will be successful. Most people, they never get the focus, and then they never put in the massive action, And then they quit when they had two months in. And the same applies to your marketing strategies. It's, oh, you know relationships are the currency to this business. So you got to take massive action to make sure you're doing the touch points. And you can't just do two touch points and expect that person to be a raving fan and give you referrals. you got to actually spend the time. If you go on one date, the person's not going to marry you. Well, usually. It depends where you're at. Maybe in Vegas. What about
0: those TV shows, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, right? But you normally have to nurture it. You normally have to take massive action and be consistent, and eventually it ends up where you want it to be. Tom smiling. But it ends up where you want it to be. And just where I'm passionate about is helping entrepreneurs today realize that it's not rocket science. No offense. I, I mean, I'm not beating you up, but you're probably not...
0: It's you're just definitely like me. not rocket science. Yeah, I'll be just, the, I say that all the time. You're so. just
1: like me, meaning, like, there is nothing special about me. I went to community college. I went to community college, and I love community college, but there's nothing special. It's just focus, massive action, consistency.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and, you know, you said it yourself. I mean, there could be people that are the smartest people in the room, but if they don't take action, they're not doing it. Everyone knows what they need to do. It's about actually doing it. And I, I would even take it one step further that you got to inspect what you're doing too and see where the holes yeah, are. Because if you're not doing that, then you can't get better. because— know persistence without insight it's just it's going to lead to the same result every time so So, and and so where can people find you i know we uh, i want to plug the plug the the company again
1: remindermedia.com yep remindermedia.com in social i'm at luke acree um you can find me instagram is probably where i'm most popular facebook And then you can find our company at reminder media on all channels. We'd love to connect with you if you need help with marketing. We want to help you. Yeah, and follow all the all Luke on all the social media channels. It's a stay paid podcast.
0: Great content there. You can follow Sarah. She's on Instagram. It's at tie underscore tie time. Stacy's at the number two. Mitchko. I'm at Tom Tool3RD. You can follow our team on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just Google Tom Tool sales group. Super easy. And that's it for this week. Great episode, Luke. Thanks for coming on. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.